Coming up on this week's episode of Phimology, we are taking a musical journey with Anton Yelchin and just taking a look at two completely different films. All that and more coming up this week on Phimology. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. I am John Galarowitz, also known as Johnny G, over at filmologyshow.com. And as always, I am joined by the co-host of the show, Mike. Hi, everybody. How are you today, John? How am I today? I'm great. I keep getting reminded as I'm sitting here talking to you now and as I have been all day that I have lost at Disney movie trivia. And it, I don't want to say this is a humbling experience for me, uh, but it's an experience. And I hope it's one that does not happen again. So that's, been, that's been fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I challenged them to Marvel trivia and their response was, why don't we just play Disney trivia again so we can kick your button in it? button in it again and I'm like what is going on here like that's a legitimate thing they should I mean if you lost at Disney trivia and you want revenge you should try to beat them at Disney trivia I mean I lost by one question it's not like I lost like in a landslide I lost I mean, lost buddy ain't that the truth ain't that the truth alright but Mike how are you doing I don't know any. I don't know still. I'll let you know next week. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it so, out very well. Very busy with moving and stuff. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, moving moving's always um I, I don't want to say a hassle, but it's um it's tasking it's tasking. I mean it's it's just not fun. Moving isn't fun. It just sucks your soul out, and I hate moving. And I've moved way too many times in the past six years, and I and I, uh, I sadly probably have another move coming up in a year. So that's that's something to be dreading after I finally, you know, unpacking all the boxes, getting comfortable, getting the office all set up. And now it's like, hey, we're going to be eventually moving sooner rather than later. I'm just going to leave all the boxes packed and just not worry about it ever. Seems like the best way to go. Sure. I, I, then why not? Why not? Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, com. that's where you can go to see or listen to all past episodes of the show that you're listening to now. You can look at top five lists, past reviews, all the way back to 2013. We do have a new review up there from Nolan about uh, reviewing the Lovebirds, which we well I reviewed on last week's show. And yeah, that's really kind of it for new content. We are all still on pins and needles, waiting to see what's going to happen with Tenant, if it's actually coming out in July or not. Uh, based off of the pictures that I saw from from uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, I have the feeling that we are going to get that second wave a lot sooner than anybody would have hoped for. So, that's a, <laughs> our, our state has already seen a spike. We had the highest total yesterday, I think. 
we've had in both cases and deaths. So, yay. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, uh, I mean, when I look out the office window here, I mean, there's people out and about all just moving around and it's just like, man, it's like nothing has happened. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of frightening. I mean, you, you mentioned doing trivia last night, uh, well, the other last night we did have a game night here. So, cause we were kind of getting sick of not being able to be around people and everything, but we still, I mean, we sanitized everything before people got here. And we had everybody wear masks when they were here. And then, I mean, we're still apart from each other. Probably not the six feet apart, but still, like, apart enough from each other. Because uh, we were just playing trivia, so it wasn't like we needed to be around a table, gathered around, or anything like that. So, I mean, it was trying to be as responsible as you can. Uh, versus, you know, overcrowding a beach because you want to go swimming. I, we, I don't think we need to get into these, that topic today, but it's just, once again, guys, just be safe, be smart. Let's try to get through this so we can get the new normal going and get everything like that hopping. I, I, I'm assuming, Mike, that you did see, though, that Disney is opening in July. Did you, I'm assuming you saw that? No. Uh, seems like a, probably a bad idea, but we'll find out, I guess. Well, we'll find out. I'll find out. I'm not going in July, obviously, but I am going later this year. The thing which I like right now about what the Disney company is doing, they are requiring you to wear a mask. You won't get in if you don't have the mask. or you're not, I mean, if you take the mask off, you will be asked to leave or they will be giving you a mask to wear. So that's exciting. I mean, that's, that's a step in the right direction. And then they're taking your temperature at the gate. So if you're... If you have a abnormally high temperature, uh, they will not just ask you to leave, but they will ask your entire party to leave. So, aren't you I mean, already standing in line at that point? <laughs> well, to, to to get in. Yeah. I mean, they're they're taking your temperature before you get like to the ticket gate. Okay, but you're uh, still waiting. So in line pro- with everyone. You, you'd still be waiting in line. Yes, I mean, because I mean it's. It's good. they're gonna have a line to take temperatures, so it's it will be a line. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, if you're, because I was I've been talking to other people about this, and they're like, "But you're in the Florida heat, you're gonna get hot." And just their response has been, "Well, they have a cooling tent set up, so they'll set up a tent which you can go into for ten minutes, and if your temperature doesn't lower at all in those ten minutes, you are asked to leave." Interesting. So, I, I think it's exciting. I, I mean, the the Disney podcast that we're uh, Samantha and I are doing that's not being released till July. So right now this is kind of my way to get my Disney uh, knowledge and fix out there. Even though I lost the trivia, but um, not bitter about that at all. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm excited. Uh, excited to see the parks opening again uh, at like thirty percent capacity. So it's it's like nothing, but. I'm still excited. I mean, it's exciting for me, and maybe that's a step closer to a movie theater's opening up again. So, I just I I would love to see new movies. I know that we we keep championing drive-in theaters, uh, but I I looked at what's playing uh, this this week now that we're this podcast is out. Uh, what's playing? I mean, you have Sonic the Hedgehog and Trolls World Tour, and I'm like, well, I Sonic I own, and. I mean, Trolls World Tour, I don't really need to see again. 
And then the other option is the hunt and the invisible man. And I just like, just literally bought the invisible man yesterday. So I don't, I just, I don't, I don't really want to go to the theater to see these movies that I could just watch from the comfort of my own home. And that's, that's very different for me in my viewing habits. I think that's what this whole, this whole thing is teaching me is like, you know what? Yeah, release the movies on VOD. I will watch them at my, on my couch. And I'll be content with that. I'll pay the $20 for it. It's fine. Versus... Is quite a bit, though. Oh. Well, not for you, because you go to the fancy place. But... but yeah, $20 is a lot. Is it... I don't know. It, it, it's not something that I'm regretting. I mean, Trolls World Tour, I didn't regret. Capone, I own that. I paid $20 to own it. Uh, the Hunt, I just paid $15 to own that movie versus the 20 that you would have had to pay to rent it. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not like throwing money away left and right, but I'm just, enjoy, I'm just enjoying it so much more at my house because there's not a single person who can ruin the, well, there's this person who could potentially ruin the experience for me, but Usually she's very good about not ruining the experience of a movie for me. So that, that's good. That's exciting. The, the Hunt was cheaper to buy than to rent. Was that at the same time? Or yeah, no, just well, it, just, uh, it went away for like two, maybe two and a half weeks to, to rent it. And then mm-hmm. uh, you were able to buy it for, 14, uh, for $15, fourteen ninety nine. So that's and I even got a three dollar uh, credit for Voodoo for ordering the movie. So I'm like, oh, cool! I have three dollars to take off for another purchase, which I mean, that could easily just be a free rental if I wanted it to be. That's good. So, I guess it's not too shabby. Exciting. No, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's exciting. And uh, what else is new in the world? Uh, HBO Max launched. So I mean, we watched uh, the Umbrellas of Sherbor today. That's how we watched the film. And uh, have you had the chance to look through their rank? I mean, have you looked at all of the, the content? I mean, there's a ton of great content on HBO Max. There's a lot. I was impressed. I'll probably keep my subscription at least for a little while. We'll see how it goes. See what comes to it and what leaves and everything. Because I know it's a couple of the movies I wanted to watch are already leaving on the 1st of June. So we'll see. The only thing that I guess I have a question about is and I guess I, I've never really understood the HBO HBO now aspect of things uh, when like a show like let's say Game of Thrones when that aired is it basically like Hulu and the next day I get to watch the episode on HBO now or which would be now HBO Max no I, you watched like HBO starts at, or excuse me Game of Thrones started at like 8 if I remember right and if I logged in at 8 I could watch it right away I think I was like maybe a minute behind the broadcast or something like that. Oh, that's exciting! So, so hopefully I'll be able to do that with uh, some new shows. If uh, let's say uh, his Dark Materials continues for a second season, uh, I don't even know what what's coming to HBO for TV shows. I don't really know what's coming to anything right now for TV shows, and I don't think most people do. Uh, I don't think the networks know either because they would be filming and stuff and they weren't able to because of the, the virus. Yep, yep, they'd be filming and 
I know, like, the CW pushed all their superhero, like, all the superhero shows, The Flash, uh, Supergirl, Batwoman. They pushed it to a January release, uh, a January start for airing on television versus uh, September. So, hopefully that means something will happen. I mean, The thing which upsets me the most about this, I mean, obviously it's terrible that people are dying. I, I'm not trying to downplay that fact. But I have so many friends in, I mean, I have friends in the theme park industry, I have friends in the, this entertainment industry. Uh, the only friends who I have who are like actively working uh, in the entertainment in- industry are the people who are writing films because they're getting so many scripts done because they have nothing else to do with their time. But, I, I mean, I have... I have friends who work on on these shows who just they don't have anything right now they're just waiting for something i mean they're not i mean they're more well off than i am but they i mean they still live in an expensive area of the world they still live near los angeles and it's just i don't know it's i, I uh, there's a t- there's obviously a lot of people around the world who want to go back to work, and I just I hope we get to a point soon where we can have them safely going back to work, not just going back to work to become another cog in the machine. Anyway, up with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a wishful thinking. Quite. Alright, anyway, back to actual movies. I mentioned filmologyshow.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all Filmology Show. We keep the talks going there. The polls are posted over on those uh, social media platforms, so you can take a look at what's going on there. Uh, what else? Anything else I need to mention here, Mike? Anything else I have? I don't believe I have anything else to mention here for housekeeping. Do you have, do you have anything this week? I think you got it all. You did a good job. Good job. Oh yeah, I just uh, went on a long time about how the world still sucks. Sometimes just, just, let people just, know. <laughs> just yes, yeah, so if you're listening to this like five years from now and the world looks great, just just don't take it for granted. I mean, that's my that's my biggest thing right now. Is I I took so many just normal things for granted. I mean. I was a person who went to the movies almost daily. And, I mean, it, it does it does suck to not have that. It does suck to not go to the Alamo Draft House and walk in there and they're like, hey, Jonathan, welcome back. And I'm like, hey, they know me. They're, they're, they're welcoming me back. And it's, it was just a nice feeling of kind of like going up, I mean, going home in a sense. Um, so, I, I mean, I can't even go to the library. Can't even go check out a book. Can't do anything like that. It's... Just don't take the simple things or the, the people in your life for granted because it's it's just a crazy world and we don't know what this anyway don't take anything in the, this world for granted it's just a crazy world that we live in alright so as per usual with our show lately we've been picking films that are streaming on either Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime or now HBO Max. We're going to be taking a look at the films that were streaming. Mike and I each picked a film. Mike, you picked this week Odd Thomas, which was streaming on Amazon Prime Video and Hulu. 
And I picked the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, kind of tying in with my, uh, or our show last week, which was just all about young love and romance. So I picked that uh, that movie, and that was streaming on HBO, HBO Max and also the Criterion Channel, which Mike still won't let me pick, uh, pick as a service for the show. So. $20 a month. It's too much. I, I I don't believe it's twenty dollars a month. If it is, then I'm getting a great discount. But I I, I don't remember. I might be inflating it. Because more than I want. Right now, the highest subscription service for for price is HBO Max. So, but I also feel once again for the content that you get on there, that fifteen dollars, I think it's great. I mean, it's you, you get a ton of content, and if they do continue to put. Warner Brothers content on there. I mean, it, it, this could keep going. I mean, they don't have any of the Superman films on there. I, I don't think there's a single Christopher Nolan film on there, actually. It's kind of weird. But, anyway. They have the old Batman movies. They, they do have the old From Batman the movies. But those were also on the DC Universe app, which I, I, I did uh, stop subscribing to. Uh, I, I might pick that back up again at some point. We'll see. I'm spending way too much money on subscriptions here for... Uh, streaming services, but that's that's all right. I guess we all need a hobby in our lives. Anyway, uh, also on this week's show, we are going to be taking a look at our top five films of 2020 so far. We're basically at the halfway point. I mean, not quite, but almost there. So we figured, why not take a look at the films that have come out in 2020 so far and just kind of talk about them, give them some love, and hopefully uh, make a few. Uh, few of our listeners go out and check those films. Uh, our top five, the top five, our poll for this week was which uh, which uh, 2020 film is your favorite so far? So we'll get to your responses to that poll in a bit. And yeah, once again, housekeeping's done. Show is ready to roll. Let's just get going here. We are going to play the trailer here for The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and we'll meet you on the other side to talk about that film. A young woman separated from her lover by war faces a life-shattering decision. That is the very simple plot synopsis for The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. 
Uh, directed by... Oh, I can't even say the name. Uh, Demi's the last name. I have no idea. I don't speak French. I don't either. So I'm not gonna... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna try it. But point being... This was the pick film I picked for the week. Uh, it is streaming on HBO Max. This is a uh, French opera. There's all, all of the dialogue is, I mean, it's all sung. The entire film is sung. And it's, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I've seen this film before. I originally saw the film back when La La Land was coming out because everyone kept comparing La La Land to this film. And I mean, it, the comparisons are, are definitely warranted. But this film, I mean, it's, Mike, I, 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 I'm going to take a guess that you probably didn't enjoy it, but I, I really did. I mean, it's a Technicolor Marvel, and it's the, the, the acting's great, the, the songs, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, hey, there's one specific song, because once again, the entire film was sung, but the, the, the little melodies that uh, repeated themselves and come back again, it's, it's just, it's good, it's fun, I mean... This is an emotional journey, which is, once again, things that I look for in films. I love to be moved by relationships or human connections, things like that. And that's exactly what this film offers. So, for me, it hits all of my sweet spots. It's a musical, it's young love, and it's it's just... It's masterful masterful filmmaking. It's, it's just really, really good. Uh... Mike, what are your initial thoughts here on The Umbrellas of Cherbourg? Maybe it was just the mood I was in, but while I was watching it, I was just incredibly bored the entire time. I don't know, I feel like I have saw, saw that movie before. Like, La La Land is very close to it, I agree. With uh, those people who are saying that. I don't know, I just don't have anything in particular that was bad about it. Like, the, the scene was all fine. I was just really bored with it, not gonna lie. Um... It did look nice. Um, it was beautiful. It was all shot, and the acting was fine. But the story was just boring to me. I don't know. I didn't really get attached to any of the characters or anything like that. Just not did not like it. I, I, I do get attached to these characters. I mean, I get attached to any character, in well, any character in a good romantic comedy, romantic drama. I get attached to those characters. I just. I guess this is the egotistical or self-importance of my own personal life creeping in. But I'm like, oh, I remember situations like this that I was in. And I just, I, I think about that. Now, obviously, I've never gone off to war. I've never had a significant other who has had to go off to serve, uh, serve the country for two years. Never had to deal with that. But I have had uh, significant others go away to deal with family emergencies or to deal with um, family drama that was going on. So they'd be away for a significant amount of time and kind of just wonder what's going on with them because, you know, you're not really hearing much and just kind of trying to figure out, well, what do you do with your life? Am I just, is this thing that we were doing done and what's going on? So I kind of related with that. But especially the end, the, the, I mean... This is another one of those films with the end scene, that last scene of the film. It's, for me, it's spectacular. I just, the emotion that's there, I mean, it, it goes back to the ending of La La Land. The last 10, 15 minutes of that film, it's pure movie magic. And that's what you get here as well with uh, the guy and, 
oh, I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head, obviously. And, and uh, Genevieve, uh, you, you, both of them just meeting each other again and just kind of having this connection over something that was really intimate and just something that they lost and how it just completely changed them. I mean, you still have to move on with their lives. You still have to continue to connect with people. You can't just... you. I mean, you can obviously shut out the world, but you shouldn't. And I just... I don't know. I, I, I like this movie a lot. I mean, that's why I picked it. It's just... It's such a unique film. I can't think of a, a lot of other films that are like this uh, with with um, being a musical like this. And uh, the, the <laughs> I, I, I always just get blown away every time I watch it by the, 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 those bright pinks and blues of those wallpaper colors. It's just popping so much. It's just... I'm not sure what that is. Did you just get abducted by aliens? I'm. I think I did. I don't know what that was, but um. Okay. <laughs> so it kind of. It kind of sounds like a, a train's uh, not a train like a like a ship's docking, but. I don't live by the water. Hopefully, hopefully the water didn't come to you. Oof. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Uh. Sorry about that. But uh. Anyway. Uh. Here at Phomology, we have a rating system. See it, rent it, skip it, let it burn. Let it burn means that everybody involved with the film, from the caterers to the producers, should be put into film purgatory and not be allowed to make another film for a while. This film, it's easy for me, it's a see it. I do understand that some people will not like this film. A, it's a foreign film, so you do have to read subtitles. Uh, which is, I mean, kind of tricky at times because it is a musical. So you're re- you're reading these lyrics for the most part, and it's it's if this is your first foreign film, it might be a little tricky to get your head wrapped around that. And it's just it's such a small, intimate story that some people are gonna be like, okay, cool, what's the point of this? Why can't we go off? I mean, if this film was made today, we would have easily gone off and seen the, the war battle stories going on or whatever a uh, guy was doing at that uh, point in time, we, we would have seen it. But I, I personally like not. I like just kind of wondering what's going on. Just like Genevieve, just kind of wondering what to do with her life and trying to figure out what's the best for her and this child that uh, she's going to have. I mean, she has to look out for more than just herself at this point in time. For me, it's an incredibly moving film, so I'll definitely see uh, the Umbrellas of Sherborn. No, I say skip it. It was boring. Watch La La Land instead. It's more interesting for some reason. Um, yeah, I, like if you're into foreign films, you'll probably like it. And I like foreign films. Um, I read. I don't mind reading subtitles or anything. Like that I don't know. I just maybe I was in a bad mood, like I said. But skip it. Watch something else. You have better things to do with your time. And like you, you like you, <laughs> you came up with a dagger and you're like s- just stabbing it. I mean, I, I can definitely see people enjoying La La Land more than this film. I mean, La La Land is more con- contemporary, and I, I mean, I adore La La Land, but this film I also adore, and I just, I, I think I don't think we would have La La Land without this film. So that's that's, if you love La La Land, I think you should watch this film. 
That's just maybe my own personal opinion there. But uh, if you agree or disagree with our thoughts on this film, you can email us at filmologyshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought uh, of uh, The Umbrellas of Sherbourg. If you thought it was just a boring drag and you think we wasted your time, let us know. Or if you think it's a cinematic masterpiece that just elevates human emotion like I think it is, uh, let us know. Let us know what you thought of the film. We are going to play a clip now from a 2020 release, and we will see you on the other side to talk about our poll results for which 2020 film is your favorite. Rich Rigor in Physia! Hey, you can do this. Mike, I am blown away by the poll results this week. Yet again, I still, for some reason, always seem to be blown away blown away by these poll results. They never seem to go the way that I think they're going to go. I completely thought that one film in particular would, want, would just run away with it. I, I've talked to so many people who love the film... And that film didn't get a single vote from our audience. Now, I mean, we are recording a little bit earlier than usual. And maybe a lot of people haven't listened to the past episode or checked out our Facebook page. But we, we, we did get a significant amount of people who were voting. I mean, not as much as we did for the... We had one poll that just blew away everything. And I have... No idea which one it was. Uh, which What was your favorite 80s musical? That one we had just a ton of results for it. Now, we also have more results here for which uh, 2020 film is your fa- favorite so far. We have more votes on this than we did for which is your favorite movie couple. But I don't know. I just, I, I'm just blown away. Out of these options here, Mike, we had Onward, Bad Boys for Life, The Lodge, The Invisible Man, and Other. Which film... Which option do you think did not receive a single vote? I'm going to go with The Lodge because it's smaller. Smaller release. Or did it go to theaters? I don't remember. It, it, it definitely went to theaters because I saw the film in the theater. Uh, no, no. The Lodge did receive some votes. The one film... Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm listening. Go. Okay, the, the one film that did not receive a single vote, not a single vote here, was The Invisible Man. Which, to me, is shocking, because I thought people loved the film. I mean, I know the audience that I was with when I saw it in February loved it, and the response to the film was pretty uh, significant, I had thought. But, I mean, not with our audience, apparently, which just kind of blows me away. I don't know. I can see why. I mean, it was a good film. I could see why the other ones overshadowed it, it, though. You should have, like, a ranking system. Ranking movies (laughs) one to five. Yeah, we could, but then if you haven't seen one of the films, the whole thing just kind of falls apart, especially when I picked The Lodge, uh, because, I mean, that's a film I've been championing, and, I mean, this is what happened. I mean, we have a three-way tie for second, third, fourth, whatever whatever you want to call it, we have a three-way tie. There's only one film that just completely demolished everything else, 
and then all these other films got like just trickles of volts coming in. I mean, I was watching the results coming in, and I'm like, oh well, because I I originally thought the lodge was just gonna be washed away. I was like, oh cool, there's only ten people who voted for this. That's great. And then nobody voted for the Invisible Man, and then other people started to vote for um, our number one film, and I was just like, Jesus. But um, anyway, uh, so here are here. This is the results now. A three-way tie with 17% of the vote for each option. You have Bad Boys for Life, The Lodge, and Other. And yet again, for the Other, I have no clue what people are voting for. I just... I, I, I mean, I, I, did, I did have a friend on, I, I believe it was on my own personal Facebook page, not the Phimology Facebook page, who said he wanted to vote for Black Panther. And I'm like, man, that Black Panther came out two years ago. So it's definitely not a 2020 movie as much as you would like it to be. So you uh, removed his vote, right? He doesn't count anymore. I can't remove votes. That's the problem. <laughs> so when people are voting, um, I mean, maybe people haven't gone out to the movies that much this year. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to tell with how chaotic the world's been. But the, the runaway winner... Which no, which people didn't, people did not see in the theaters. Was Onward with fifty percent of the vote. Mike, have you seen Onward yet? I'm not sure if you've checked it out. I keep meaning to, but the last few months have been kind of busy for me. I'll try to. Next week seemed a little more open than normal, so we'll see how it goes. See if I have internet next week. <laughs> see if you have internet to watch it on Disney Plus. But uh, yeah, I mean, and I do think that's the reason why. Onward just completely demolished every other film here was because it's on Disney Plus. It's so easy to watch the film, and for what? It's like six ninety nine a month, I believe, for Disney Plus now. Uh, I think it's five ninety nine. Is it five ninety nine? Yeah. So once again, since I I I don't pay for it every month from month to month, I don't know. But I mean, you can't beat the price, and it's a it's a new Pixar movie that's. It's at your house. You can watch it whenever you'd like. It's just... I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of people who've watched Onward because it's on Disney+. Plus. They had no interest in seeing it in the theater. And they just... They, they found it quite charming. I mean, for me, it's one of Pixar's lesser films. But a lesser Pixar film is still... Could be the feather in the cap of a different studio like DreamWorks. Or uh, Illumination. So I'm not... I guess I shouldn't be surprised by the fact that Onward did completely dominate, but it's just... For me, it's not even close to the best film on this list. It's actually probably out of the the, uh, the four other options, or the three other options, with Bad Boys for Life, The Lodge, and The Invisible Man, I'd put Onward as my least favorite of those uh, choices. Really? Interesting. Once again, I'll let you know after I watch it. I, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just I'm just saying it's not exactly what I was hoping for. And I do have a review of Onward up on the site. So if you guys do want to know my full view on that film, it's up at filmologyshow.com. But yeah, anyway, our poll for next week is going to be very simple. It's not, it's not even doing with movies really. 
But we are curious, which streaming service is your favorite? Which, I mean, we now have HBO Max. We have, we're just kind of waiting on the Peacock. That's the last one to come out that we're all kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with it. But we, we, we just want to know, which is your favorite? Which service do you go to more frequently? And which gives you the best entertainment for your buck? What gives you the best value? Your choices are, obviously, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, I had to throw in the Criterion Channel, and HBO. It's going to get 0% of the vote. Huh? 0%. It's going to get 0% of the vote. 0% of the vote. Unless you vote for it yourself, of course. I was going to vote for it myself. But, um, That's going to get 1% of the vote. <laughs> HBO Max and Disney+. Plus. So we have a ton of options. Uh, I really, I mean, obviously, yes, I am voting for the Criterion Channel. The thing which I love about Criterion Channel, I, why I love it so much, I mean, it has a ton of classic films, ton of uh, foreign films that I would never have access to otherwise. So I love it for that reason. The other thing is, it gives me a whole bunch of special features that come with uh, the films. Kind of like, uh, I mean, if I wanted to go buy one Criterion Channel film, it's going to cost me 30 bucks. For one month, it's usually streaming on their channel, and I can have access to all those special features during that month. The commentary, the interviews, uh, the documentary about how the film was made. I think that's great, and I, I really wish that all these other services would have that on there. It's, it's, it's not too hard to put on there. They just don't want to. So that's, that's a little bit upsetting. Uh, but, Mike, which, which streaming service is your favorite? Which one do you go to the most? Right, now I go to Netflix the most. I really think that's what's going to win. Max will... Yeah. We'll see how it works out. The thing which I... I mean, I'm really excited to watch on HBO Max, and I know there's probably a ton of people who are going to judge me, but I I really want to watch The Big Bang Theory again. It was a sitcom that I enjoyed, and I actually still haven't finished the last two seasons, so it's kind of nice that it's there. I can get to that at some point. I also really uh, want to watch those new uh, Looney Tunes cartoons that are on there. Uh, those modern modernizations, I'm not really sure what they are. Uh, from my understanding, they're taking old storylines and just making them a little more contemporary. That could be fun. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Big HBO Max is new. It's silly fun. Hmm? It's, a Big Bang Theory is not bad. It's just silly fun. I don't know later seasons too much, but like the early seasons were good. I just... I, I just I guess I know a lot of people in, like, geek culture who actively hate that show. And since I, I do go to Comic-Cons and I, I hang out with a lot of people in nerd, geek, whatever you want to call it, culture, they're just like, well, they're making fun of us. I'm like, well, they're making, yeah, they're poking fun of you. But, I mean, you've, I mean, to be honest, guys, we've been the joke of a lot of, uh, the, the, the butt of a lot of jokes for a long time. Isn't that like a car guy getting upset that Tim Allen was making fun of them on Home Improvement? Or like a home improvement guy, a construction worker. That's silly. I don't know. I mean, it's silly. What it probably is is just them being like jealous and upset that uh, the show is making a ton of money. And uh, most of us in that world, we don't have a lot of money. So it's just... Uh, it's or it's a- popular, so they want to bash it because it's popular. That happens a lot, too. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I'm excited to watch that, and uh, I'm excited to check out more of the offerings on HBO, which uh, I'm going to take a good bet that throughout the, throughout, actually, I, my pick for next week is also from HBO Max, so 
we will be continuing to take a look at some of the offerings on HBO Max throughout the the coming months here until theaters kind of get back opening and we can hopefully see uh, a new movie again. So if you want to vote on this poll, which streaming service is your favorite, you can go over to filmologyshow.com, uh, go under features, click polls, that will take you to the poll, or you can go on the main homepage, just filmologyshow.com, you'll see a, uh, an option on the homepage for polls. We are going to move on now to our second and last review for this week. We are going to take a look at the film Odd Thomas, starring Anton Yelchin. So here is the trailer for Odd Thomas. Ladies. <laughs> My name is Odd Thomas. Lord knows. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not the child of a celebrity. I've never been married to, abused by, or provided a kidney to a celebrity. But I do lead an unusual life. Knock, knock. Loop me in, odd one. This place looks like some kind of shrine. Did you check the refrigerator for any severed heads? That is Stormy Llewellyn. Stormy and I are destined to be together forever. That must be for you. I found a gateway to hell. Get out of there, Audie. And communion with the dead? It's not about who's dead, sir. It's about who soon might be. You have a secret. You're either a clairvoyant, a psychic, or you got yourself some juice of the higher power. I'm here looking for a guy, a creepy guy. Any of those Bodach things around? Bodach. When they do show up, it's a sure sign that carnage and bloodshed are not far behind. If they find out you can see them, they will kill you. I'm just so scared for you, Adi. A lot of people died in that dream of yours, huh, In a California desert town, a short order cook with clairvoyant abilities encounters a mysterious man with a link to dark, threatening forces. That is the synopsis for Odd Thomas, directed by Stephen Summers and starring Anton Yelchin. This was Mike's pick for this week's show. And Mike, did you just pick this film because it had Anton Yelchin in it, or why did you pick this film? Um, I read the book in high school, and I remember really liking it. It's been a long time since I read the book. I have, I mean, I still remember general plot points, and I remember the character as well. Um, and I remember, like, I watched it, I think, a couple, like, a few years ago, maybe when it came out, but, like, after rewatching it, I, was, I had no memory of most of the movie. So I was like, maybe I started watching it and stopped, because I remembered the beginning pretty well, and then it was all just, like, new to me, so... That's why I picked it. Oh, I was interested to see how it turned out. And uh, I, I had never seen this film before, and I can tell you that as soon as we're done talking about the film now, I will forget it. Um, <laughs> it's just... When we talked about last week, how much I love Anton Yelchin, uh, with a film like this, I mean, it, it, it's not a great performance by any stretch. He's... I mean, it makes me sad to see like a great actor just 
not either having the material to support what he wants to do with his uh, acting abilities and career, or just the fact that he's just phoning it in for a paycheck. And it, I mean, the effects in this movie, like none of this movie seems like it's a paycheck kind of movie. It, it just, I, I don't know. I, I never, I never got on the same wave, yeah. wavelength as this film. I, I don't think I ever want to read the book. If it's anything like this film, I just it's, it's kind of like the film, but it's not. I don't, for some reason they made Odd Thomas more of a superhero, not superhero, but more like an action guy. Like his weird, I can turn into a great fighter at moments noticed or whatever. That I don't remember being in the book at all, or how he is. I don't remember him picking up a gun either. But I don't. I don't remember that conflict at all in the book. I remember the ending, but not that particular part of it. Um, and the weird way he chops cucumbers, like how they were like flinging up like it's a cartoon. That was weird. Not in the book. I don't know. There's a lot of weird choices. So I don't know if it was the actor's fault because a lot of the actors did not have the best performance. Uh, let let me tell you. Let me tell you the actress, the actress who played uh, Stormy, awful she <laughs> was terrible i was just like really did they like i i, I really i'm gonna i mean i i i'm gonna sound like a terrible terrible person here but did they really just like look at uh they sent in like the the for the casting calls when they send in the pictures and everything uh and they just looked at the picture and like yeah she's cute let's why not put her in the movie like really she's like she can't act at all and i'm like this is just has she been in other things i recognized her name i just she i I was looking her up earlier and she's not really in much at all she's been in addison uh timlin she's also been in she's been like 35 other things uh i'm going through her filmography here not nothing that's like jumping out up that much. I mean, she was in that awkward moment, which I really like. But uh, best man down, stand up guys, an episode of Law and Order L.A., an episode of Normal Law and Order. Maybe I'm confusing her with like Ember. Tom. Oh, she was in Californication. I've never uh, seen Californication, so I can't speak to. Uh, six episodes of the show, so yeah, I can't speak to anything about that. But nope, I'm confusing her with someone else again. <laughs> so, so point being, she hasn't really done much, and I don't think she's going to do much. I mean, if you look at her filmography, she hasn't done much since this film came out. And I mean, I, I don't like take like a badge of honor for saying, "Hey, this actress is terrible." I, I mean, I think every person who goes out to LA believes that they're the best, but sadly that every person who goes out there, you're not the best. Just because you have a script written and you're waiting to hand it off to that next producer, that doesn't mean that it's Citizen Kane that you're handing off. It's just... None of this film... And I I know I'm going to be like... Just ridiculed for this as somebody who is attempting to finish a script and make a movie and everything like that. I know that what I'm going to be doing isn't going to be great. It's not going to be great cinematic art. It's just, it's something that I want to try. But for something like this that has 
I mean, I, I don't want to call Anton Yanchin a star, but, I mean, he in some ways was a rising indie film star. And you have Willem Dafoe, who I think a lot of people love. It's just disappointing. That's really what this film is. It's a giant disappointment. And the, the, the central mystery is never engaging. The the whole superpower aspect thing kind of just changes whenever it wants to. Uh, it's it's just a mess of a film. And I mean, the Stephen Summers, the director, I mean, he did uh, the Mummy, the Mummy Returns, and uh, the first GI Joe film. I mean, those films are kind of pardon me for saying this, but stupid fun as well. But those are at least fun. There's nothing here in Odd Thomas that's fun. It's just a drag to get through. I mean, you could have fun making fun of the film, but I, I personally don't feel good about that. I can tell you that I watched the film with Samantha, and she was making fun of the film the entire... Uh, not the entire time. She gave it about 15 minutes, and then after that, I think she just cracked and just started making fun of the film. I don't think that had an impact on my viewing experience because I wasn't overly enjoying it at that point anyway. But I was just like, you know what? This feels like a, 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 a TV pilot that just didn't get picked up and they're like, all right, cool, let's just shove it out into theaters and make a quick buck off it. I don't think it got a theater release. I, I really hope not. <laughs> no, I agree, though. Um, it was not good. I was hoping for better. I heard some good things online about it, and I don't think its Amazon rating was terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible, so I was hoping for better. But it was really disappointing. <laughs> Well, I just, I guess, like, like I said, I, as a fan of Anton Yelchin, I'm excited I watched, watched this because I can't say now that he's been in bad films, well, a, a bad film, but it, it, it just makes me appreciate the, the good work that he did even more. So I, I just, this is definitely not a film that he's great in. It's not a film that I think anybody should see. And for a rating, I'm tossing it and I'm turning. I the the issue that I'm having is: does this film film realize that it's as campy as it's being? And I don't, I don't, it probably does. I mean, like the it, cucumber thing was, yeah. I think it realizes it's being absurd. I think they're think they're making a better movie. And not realizing quite how absurd, but I think they know they're making an absurd movie. Well, in, the, in that case, I, I will give it a skip it. It's it's an easy skip it. There's no reason to check this film out. I, based off of what I saw here, there's no reason to go check out the novel. It's just overall a boring film that I just... Mike, most of your films that you've picked, uh, Earth Girls are easy. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I mean, Evil Dead. Uh, that was good. Even, even like, I can't remember the name of it, of course, now. But uh, that one with... Um, the Ninja Turtles? Uh, Ninja, Tur Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Even the Ninja Turtles is better than this film. I just... The, the, I, I, as much as I've had problems with some of your other films that you've picked, this film is just completely misguided. It never has a clear focus on anything. And it's it just... I mean, it, it, it's, it's made by people who've made entertaining films before. I think that's the thing you that's frustrating. Worse than, hmm? You think this is worse than Almost an Angel? Oh. 
I, 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 I will say that Almost an Angel was trying to do something interesting. It didn't succeed at it at all. Which film would I go back to again if you put a bullet, uh, a gun to my head and said you had to pick one? Uh, I would go back to Almost an Angel over Odd That's Thomas. Absurd. That is absurd. I would go back to almost. Well, I really love the first like ten minutes of Almost an Angel, and I I didn't love like any part of this film. So it's I, while that might sound absurd to you, Mike. I'm sorry. I just it, 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 it's a, it's a skip. It. I I feel bad for for Anton Yelchin, rest in uh, rest in peace. But it's just such a bad performance and such a bad film. Just a boring film, and I'm like, why is Willem Dafoe in this? Like, doesn't he have something better to do? I thought he's like a going back to films like The Florida Project or The, the Lighthouse. So just he's a great he's in actor. bad movies quite often. Hmm? He's in bad movies quite often, but he's also in great him. movies. So I don't know why he's just maybe he just needs a paycheck. Yeah, not money. I, I don't know. But yeah, for me to skip it, Mike. Where do you land here on Odd Thomas? I even it does. I can see its charm for some people, but I would say skip the movie. Read the book if you're if you want like a easy summer read. Um, yeah, but skip the movie. Nothing. Yeah, skip it. I, Let I, it burn I, is a little far. It's not my worst movie. Almost Angels by far worse. But this was this was towards the bottom. I mean, I'm I'm pulling up here the list really quick of everything that we've reviewed so far. Uh, I mean, Bloodsport, definitely better than this. Uh, Stigmata, I'd say better than this. No Men Beyond This Point, definitely better. Turtles, better. Evil Dead, de- definitely better. Earth Girls Are Easy, as much as I had problems with that film, it's better than this. Almost an Angel, I mean, that's the film that comes closest uh, to being just as bad as this film, but I think that's I think that, that even has more ambition than this film does. And of course, Hitch, Hitch is, uh, I mean, not... Uh, a terrible film that Fan- I... was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I... one of the best ones I picked. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only the only film I can think of that I don't want to say it's as bad as this film, but I just didn't enjoy it at all. Would be All Day and a Night. Uh, that'd be the only other film that I put down at this level of just being just a sluggish bore of a film to watch. So I just I don't know, but. I'm, I'm, I am happy I watched it because now I can say that I I think I'm completely uh, I mean I think I've completed Anton Yelchin's filmography, so it's uh you're welcome. That's, that was <laughs> my goal. You, in the end. Thank you for making me do that. It's uh it's a sad it's a sad state, but it's uh it's what we have. So uh, if you agree or disagree with our thoughts on. Uh, Thomas, you can always email your thoughts on the film and our thoughts, or your thoughts on our thoughts, to uh, filmologyshow at gmail.com. Uh, since, I mean, there are people who probably do like this film and read the book and they're like, yeah, it's a great film. What are you guys talking about? How did you not like it? I don't know. I just, once again, I haven't read the book. Maybe that's why. But based off the film, I don't want to read the book. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, Email us your thoughts on the film, and we can get back to you at our earliest opportunity. We are going to play a clip here from yet another 2020 film, and we'll see you on the opposite side to talk about our top five films of 2020 so far. I saw you weren't at school today. I went to the doctor. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. 
What's wrong? World problems. Bad cramps. Yeah. I get those two pretty much run through a bottle of painkillers like every month. Yeah, same. Don't you ever just wish you were a dude? All the time. Alright, Mike, so usually at this point of the year I'm like, man, it's a it's a it's a great year. We've had so many great films. And just because of life circumstances right now, I mean, we've still had great films. It's just we haven't had as many great films. Uh, we've had films like The Turning and Fantasy Island and Doolittle. Films like that that are just bad. I mean, there's there's no there's no trying to sugarcoat it. Those are bad films. But then we do have films like we're going to hopefully talk about here on our list, these maybe 10 different films that we feel should be championed and more people should check out. The thing which I always have to say with these top five lists like this, when we're doing the top five of the year so far, if we get to the end of the year and we do our top 10 show and these five films aren't on that list, we have the right to do that. You don't like, don't complain don't say, oh, I was on your list this, and at this point, why'd you take it off? Well, maybe we, we maybe that we, we uh, that, that, maybe we rewatched the film and it wasn't as good as we thought. Or maybe we just saw a better film that just barely beat that film. Just keep in mind, things change. People change, opinions change, and maybe that could happen. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mike, you have anything to say here before we get going with our lists? I, I say they can complain all they want at the end of the year. That's fine. I'm okay with that. No worries. Is the anyway, person who has to hear all the complaining, though, I don't want them to complain. Exactly. Complain away, everyone. In fact, you could preemptively complain. Just, like, just get a warm-up for the end of the year. Do that now. Yeah, just Hit just just, just start the, the letter-writing campaign right now about how we are probably not going to like the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Just, you know, start that right now. Just... Just keep telling me how I'm a Marvel fanboy and how I only love Marvel films. Just, just. I don't see how the Snyder Cut could be better. I don't, I don't know. You can't fix Jesse Eisenberg being in the movie. He's, He's in the movie out. for like two minutes. What, what are you complaining about? It stains everything with his presence. Okay, I disagree with it's you awful. in that, but that's whatever. Uh, Mike, you're number five here uh, for your list of uh, 2020, your favorite 2020 films so far. I just need a moment to get over Jesse Eisenberg. Hang on a second. Okay, my number five is the Birds of Prey movie. It was fun. Um, I forgot it came out this year, though. <laughs> um, but once I remembered, I remembered I enjoyed it. And it wasn't great, but I loved Ian McGregor and... Oh my god, I forgot her name. Margot Robbie? Yes, she was fantastic. As well as the rest of the ladies like uh, Rosie Perez and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead? Winstead. 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 It was good. Uh, what was your number five? My number five was it was actually Onward. Uh, once again, I, I do think it's a good Pixar film. It's just, it's it's not the best. And after having films like Coco and Inside Out... Uh, those are films that I just they, they went into my top 100 films of all time and I sadly was expecting Onward to do that 
And after seeing footage at uh, the D23 Expo, I was like, you know what, this, this could be good. I, they, they turned me around from being like, okay, this looks like a Shrek ripoff to, you know, it might be good. And it's not a Shrek ripoff, but it's also not, like, amazingly good either. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's not great. And that's my own expectations with what I want a Pixar film to be. Which, I mean, that can be a whole different can of, worm, can of worms to open that we're not going to today. But uh, number five is Onward. Um, I should get around to watching that. But my number four is The Invisible Man. Um, I enjoyed the story. It was a lot better than I thought it would be since I was worried it was going to be, like, Hollow Man. Um, but I enjoyed that they kept their perspective on the victim instead of the Invisible Man. And Elizabeth Moss did a great job in the movie. Um, as always, I haven't seen her much. I saw her at Awesome Mad Men, but I think that's it. But anyway, she's always fantastic every time I see her. So if you get a chance, you should watch it. We'll talk a little bit more about the Invisible Man in just a moment. Uh, but my number spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, my number four film. It's a probably. I don't think you've seen this film, Mike. I don't know what a lot of people who actually have. Uh, but my number four pick is Emma. I mean, would I be correct, Mike? You you have not seen Emma. I have not. Yeah, uh, starting at Anya Taylor Joy, and it's just a uh, it's a Jane Austen. Uh, adaptation and it's uh it's very stylish it's very uh, cinematic and it's just uh it's 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 a great time at the movies i mean anya taylor joy is one of those actresses who kind of is working in every genre so it's always exciting to see what she's going to do next and i i really i really like this film uh, i have never seen the gwyneth paltrow version of this film but of course i've seen clueless uh, so I really enjoy that film as well. But uh, yeah, really, really love Emma. And I think uh, more people should check it out. I saw a trailer for that today. And I was thinking about watching it. Um, maybe I'll get around to it. <laughs> I should be less busy next month. So hopefully I should have plenty of time on my hands. Um, so we're on three, right? Yep. Number three for me is Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, my expectations were super low going into it. Um, I was expecting it to be like a movie that belonged in the 90s with you know Sonic the Hedgehog and most of Jim Carrey's good best movies um but it was fantastic I really was super well I really enjoyed it, it was super fun is what I'm trying to say um which is all it's trying to really be it's not trying to be anything beyond that I don't think um the performances were good enough and Jim Carrey uh hopefully can keep this going I don't know if he's making any other movies anytime soon but I enjoyed him in this one. He was definitely... I don't know if he was good, as good as he is in Ace Ventura or anything like that, but he definitely was back on the right track. But once again, not poking fun at your pick, but I, I, it does feel like a perfect film from the 90s. I mean, I feel like the, films, the film that they made could have came out in the 90s, and I don't think anything would have been really that different with the film. Uh, the special effects would have been a lot worse. But beyond that, they 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 could have um, like looked like the original hedgehog that they made. That's true. That would have been terrible. They did a good choice. I looked. I didn't follow all that um, about changing it or anything like that. And I went back and looked at what he looked like, and they definitely improved upon it. That's, so that was it was a good choice to change that. Holy cow! It was it was. Uh, they listened to their fans, and let me tell you, their the fans d- did go out 
to see Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, I think it's, I believe it's the biggest, uh, the highest grossing video game uh, movie right now that we have. So it's, I mean, very exciting for everyone who worked on that film and uh, fans of Sonic the Hedgehog. My number three is The Invisible Man. Yeah, this is a film that I was looking forward to uh, immensely when it was coming out, and I, I loved it. Uh, maybe not loved it, but I really liked it. I think that some of the twists and turns towards, towards the third act kind of weaken, weaken the film a little bit. But I, I do love how it's uh, focusing on Elizabeth Moss the entire time and how you're just, you're correct, you're staying with her, the victim. Most horror films don't really do that. They kind of cut back and forth, at least more most modern horror films do. So that's why The Invisible Man's really good. It's just taking a look at so many topics that are relevant to society right now and that's that makes the film even stronger. I mean, there's so... There's so many people who just gaslight all these women and it's, it's, it's horrifying to watch and it's it's... It's horrible. It's horrifying to watch in reality, and then watching it up on the silver screen, it makes it even more horrifying, and it just makes you. It, it makes you question: Have you ever done anything that's that bad to anybody in, at all to make them just? Well, <laughs> Maybe I, I, I would hope that's not a question. Maybe I watch films in a different way, and I just psychoanalyze myself every time I watch a movie. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think anything you should do should get anywhere close to that. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I don't think I've I don't think I've done anything that's ever close to that level. But I, uh, not to get into my own toxic relationships that I've been in, but I've been in them. So uh, anyway, I mean, last week all we talked about was love. So let's let's get into that again. No, yeah, no, no, no this is toxic left. relationships. This is not this is not happy relationships that make you just feel like you want to feel intimacy and everything like that again that's definitely not the relationship that they have in the invisible man uh, i just exactly I, we need balance i, I really the, the, the one sequence that i really don't care for in the film is that the the sequence in the hospital uh the the, the hospital hallway when uh there's, there's a gunfight that kind of happens i'm like hey this is just kind of uh, I, I was enjoying the suspense and the uh, just the, the suspense, and once it switches over to kind of a shoot 'em up gore fest, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of losing me a little bit. But uh, still, still a really good film. Uh, Mike, you're number two. Did you ever? Did you ever end up watching Hollow Man? I, I still have not seen Hollow Man. Uh, I did rewatch the re- the original Invisible Man before seeing the the new one. Uh, I have not seen Hollow Man. It is on my Netflix DVD queue, but as I have mentioned many times, my Netflix DVD queue is capped at 500, so it's going to take me a long time to get to the bottom of that list. Um, My number two is The Lodge, which we talked about not last week, but two weeks ago, right? Uh, Two weeks ago, yes. Yeah, I said a lot about it then. Um, Nothing's really changed since then. I really enjoyed it, even though some parts of it were a little much to watch at times but yeah it was a great psychological horror movie and if you haven't watched it yet you should go out and do that the film is streaming on hulu so if you want to watch it that's hulu, that's what it's, it's the place to watch it i forgot what i watched john uh my number two it's a film that i had talked about for the longest time i kept saying hey i'm gonna get a review of it up in the site and i never did and i it's i, I have a partially written review uh in my google docs folder i haven't finished but uh, the, the film is never really, sometimes, always. Uh, it is just 
an incredibly moving film about these two teenage girls that leave Pennsylvania to go to New York so one of them can have an abortion. And it's this film that just talks about what's what is what what a woman has to go through to make this choice in her life, what kind of society that she lives in that just makes her want to have a, makes her decide that she wants to go through with this abortion the obstacles that she has to go through to get there I mean it's a there are, there are scenes in this film which are just heart-wrenching and just looking at I mean we I guess we we're talking about toxic relationships before I mean this this poor girl Autumn uh, played by Sydney Flanagan who I, I think can easily be uh, the, the, the next Jennifer Lawrence Brie Larson. I mean, she, her performance here in this film was spectacular. And I just... It, 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 it's high praise for me. You really like uh, Brie Larson, too. So no, and, well, the, the performance that she gives here in this film, the reason why I love this film so much is because of how raw it feels. I love films that feel authentic to reality. Now, I know most people don't go to the theater to watch things that reflect reality, but, I mean, that's... I mean, when we talked about Like Crazy last week, I mean, these are the films that I just can't get enough of because it's just... It's reflecting pieces of life that we want to ignore and forget and just be like, you know what, that doesn't happen. That doesn't exist. Everything is like Transformers and giant robots fighting or the Avengers getting together and having a giant team-up battle. And, and don't get me wrong, I like films like that as well, but I I usually rather have a film here like uh, Never Really, Sometimes Always versus uh, Avengers 16. So... Uh, I, I, I don't really, think they're gonna make it to Avengers sixteen. That's it's bound to die out eventually. <laughs> eventually, it might uh, die out. But uh, once again, never really. Sometimes, always. I, I, I do highly encourage everybody to check out the film. I, you can't stream it anywhere to like to like a Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. But you can rent it and buy it digitally on Vudu, uh, Amazon Prime. Or uh, iTunes, you can do uh, do it on things like that. And I, once again, I highly recommend checking the film out. So uh, it's my number two. What's your number one? Uh, my number one is the Lodge. My number one's the Lodge. I can just talk about that really quick, and then I, I'm assuming your number one is Bad Boys for Life. But uh, whoa, spoilers again. We need to. Okay, the people are gonna stop watching if you keep or listening if you keep spoiling everything. But um, <clears throat> uh, the Lodge. A really uh, twisted psychological thriller that I the the, the I mean, things that get inside my head and just make me think and make me question my own reality. Those are other things that I just love. I mean, maybe that just speaks to how twisted my mind can get at times. But uh, it's it's uh, it's a great thriller. It's a dark thriller, and it's just uh, it had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. So uh, the lodge number one, Mike. What do you have to say about Bad Boys for Life? Uh, my number one movie is actually uh, To All the Boys I Loved Before, P.S. I Still Love You. Thank you very much, Jonathan. It's a Netflix <laughs> original movie. Um, I, the first one was... I'm just kidding. It was Bad Boys for Life. I I did watch P.S. I Love You, the sequel, and the original one, and they're both great. You should watch that. Um, but I have a huge man crush on Will Smith. Um, I 
can't say that I love all his movies after Earth being particularly terrible, but Bad Boys for Life definitely delivers on what you'd expect from a Bad Boys movie. Um, great action, um, good chemistry between Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Um, it actually made me care about one of the characters. I won't spoil it for you, um, but something a little shocking happens and you don't really expect it. And I was like a little more surprised by how I felt about that than I would have otherwise. Otherwise, it's a great movie. I really hope they make a fourth one, even though they wasted the For Life title on this one. So I don't know what they'll do for the next one, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think they announced that they were going to make a uh, fourth one after the the box office. I mean, it was a box office hit when it came out. I I, I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with anything you said. I think that uh, Bad Boys for Life is a great film. I just... It, it didn't make my list. It, it's in my top ten. It, if we did our top ten of the year right now, it would be there. But uh, it's it's a it's a great film, and I do um, I do hope to check it out again before the end of the year, so I can maybe uh, reassess where it is on my list. But uh, I really do like the film. I appreciate you said top ten, and not fifty. So thank you for that. So, just, yeah, I mean, usually when we get to the end of the year, I, I always publish my top fifty list up on the website. Uh, the, at this point of recording, I've only seen 30 movies uh, so far this year. So, not 30 movies uh, this year, obviously, because I think we've done 30 movies just on this podcast. But uh, 30 movies that were released uh, in 2020. So I'm I'm a bit behind. I, I There's a whole bunch of Netflix films I haven't seen. Uh, the one that I really wanted to watch before this podcast, and I just didn't have the time, was the half of it. Because that just kind of seems seems also like uh, Jonathan Catnip a little bit. Uh, just a uh, soapy drama, oh, coming-of-age story. So, could be fun. Hopefully I'll get to it at some point. Uh, anyway, that's basically wrapping up for this week's show. Uh, if you guys do want to share your top, uh, your favorite films of the year uh, so far, I mean, you guys did vote on the poll, but if you thought of something that hey we didn't mention at all you can always write to us at filmologyshow at gmail.com uh, you can always check out the reviews past episodes of the show anything like that over at filmologyshow.com and yeah Mike next week's show assuming that you will have internet you will be joining us and if not uh, we will have Samantha joining us uh, Samantha uh, you will Possibly I'll be hearing her on the Remember the, Ma- Remember the Magic podcast uh, coming up in July. That's the, the uh, launch for that podcast. Taking a look at Disney films. All Disney films. We have been... Uh, we have been completely engrossed in a whole bunch of films that I didn't even know were Disney films. So, it's uh, it's been something. It's, it's definitely been... Uh, a project that's been in the works for over a year, and uh, to finally have a podcast coming out, it's going to be exciting. So, uh, you'll be hearing her, uh, that's that's a bi-weekly show once that comes out, so that's, otherwise, if we did it... The way you... Oops, sorry. If, if we did it every week, we would be going for 27 years. So, um, that's, uh, that wasn't the way I wanted to spend the next 27 years of my life. Um, the way you mentioned that it made it sound like it's either me or Samantha. Is that right? No, no. Would I be so, depriving so, no. the people? So, so Mike will be joining us if he has Wi-Fi. Samantha will be joining us no matter what. 
Did I, did, 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 uh, did I come across right now better now? Yeah, I was. Just, I didn't want to deprive the people of Samantha, special guest. Spe- spe- special guest Samantha. Yeah, and uh, I, I, let me tell you, uh, she was so excited when I told her that she'd be able to come on the show because there's been one film that she's been just badgering me to watch, and I keep going, I don't have the time, I don't have the time, I don't have the time. And uh, that film, uh, her pick that she picked for next week's show is a Netflix streaming film. It is... I Lost My Body. I haven't seen the film. It's been on my list. I mean, I think it came out last year, and I just... It came out towards the end of the year, and I was by that, that point. I'm like, I'm trying to cram in so many other films and trying to go see other films in the theater, like Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and I just did, I didn't get the chance to see it. So that, that's her film that she picked for next week. Uh, Mike, what film did you pick for next week's show? I picked, I was going to pick True Lies, but it leaves on June 1st, which I think is when this thing airs. So instead, I picked another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Twins, on HBO Max. I I, I, I actually wish you would have, I, I mean, obviously it's not your fault that the film is leaving uh, HBO Max, but I've never seen True Lies. You should watch it before Monday, because it's fantastic, and I, it's what I was most excited to see on HBO Max. And I'm sad because I won't be able to get to watch it. I know there's this big hubbubaloo about why that film has never been released on Blu-ray. That and uh, I believe The Abyss have never been released on Blu-ray. And it's... Why? Well, I, that, that, that's the big question, isn't it? Like James Cameron keeps talking about how he's like restoring the films and everything like that. And then nothing comes of it. So uh, it's, it's a big thing. Uh, but I know that the the prints of the the streaming films on uh, HBO are H, uh, HD quality, so there there are HD masters out there, but for some reason we can't get a physical copy to own. Um, hmm. I, I I know I need to watch watch uh, True Lies. I, I do have a DVD copy of it, but hopefully I can get to. We could do it as a bonus movie. We could have four movies next week. No, we're not doing four movies next week. Uh, we are. You just don't know it yet. Okay, that's 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 great. I once again time. Um, the film I picked is also on HBO Max. It is The Searchers. It is a Western John Wayne movie. Westerns usually aren't my cup of tea, but I remember when we were doing stream uh, way back when in two thousand sixteen. Uh, we were, once a month, we would pick a film, uh, we would, each co-host would nominate a film, and we'd try to get the audience to vote for that film, and one month, uh, the, good, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly won the poll, and I was just dreading it, I was like, I hate Westerns, why did we do this, this is gonna suck. And I walked away feeling that The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly was one of the be- best films I had seen. And I'm hoping that's the case here with The Searchers. I mean, I have much more appreciation for Westerns now than I did back then. And it's... it's, um, I don't know if I have an appreciation for John Wayne. I know I like Clint Eastwood Westerns, but we'll we'll find out next week. So we have that going forward. We have our top five. We don't have a top five. Our top five is to be determined. Uh, originally, I can tell you right now, it was going to be tied into a new Netflix film, uh, but I really don't think we should do four films. So 
we will work on a top five. It will be a surprise to everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, we will go from there. I mean, we shouldn't do five films because we're doing True Lies as well next year. Oh, five films. Yeah, one, one for every day until we record, so that's exciting. Uh, it sounds horrifying. Um, Mike, anything else you have to say other than we're doing five films next week and it's going to be terrible? Um, nope, just go watch True Lies. It's fantastic. Alright, so that, that, that's all we have for this week's show. Enjoy your weekend film, guys, and we'll see you next week. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.